You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Wednesday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, bringing you all the latest, greatest news, feelings, weird thoughts all about the Los Angeles Kings. Today's show is brought to you by Locker Room. You can download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked On rooms. Locker Room, it is changing the way we talk sports. Talking sports today on this show is me, your host, Sarah Avampato. Uh, we're going to go over some stuff today, all about the Kings and things affecting the Kings and your thoughts about the Kings. First up, we've got the draft lottery coming up tonight. We have not very much longer to wait until we figure out where the Kings are going to be drafting uh, in the upcoming draft lottery. The draft lottery airs tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern which would be, if I can do math, 4 p.m. Pacific time. It's going to be on NBCSN and the NHL Network in the United States, Sportsnet in Canada. Uh, So we will get to see very shortly where the Kings are going to be drafting. This draft is a little special because of two things. By special, I mean weird. Special because of two things that are uh, poised to happen in this draft lottery. Uh, First off, the Seattle Kraken uh, will be drafting, making their first draft pick this year. They have the third best odds equal to the New Jersey Devils in the draft. They are being treated the same way that Vegas was, so they have the same lottery placement uh, and are guaranteed to pick no lower than fifth in this first round. There have also been some changes to the way that the lottery is done. Uh, There were some changes made over earlier in the spring about how the draft lottery is conducted. And this year, two drawings are going to be held to determine the top two picks in the draft. Uh, This is made to reduce the likelihood of the team with the worst record dropping down in the draft order. So therefore, the Sabres will be picking no worse than third. So they can only get, you know, like, A little boned, not a lot boned in the draft, I guess. We also have the curious case of the Arizona Coyotes who forfeited their first round pick because of uh, some misdeeds in relation to the NHL Combine uh, and some inappropriate testing, uh, illegal testing, I guess, of potential draft pick prospecty people. Uh, So they have forfeited their first round pick. If they win either lottery drawing for those uh, first two spots, then a redraw will be conducted. So Arizona is still in the lottery, but will not be in the lottery. The Kings have a 5.8% chance to win the NHL draft lottery. So all that to say, don't get your hopes up too much. Most likely the Kings are going to be picking in that like 8 to 12-ish round or something like that. If you go to everyone's favorite website, tankathon.com, and hit that big old simulate lottery button, right off the bat, I got number 8, which is where the Kings fall in the draft lottery. Run it again, number 9. We dropped a little bit. It took me 10, 10 tries of running the draft lottery simulator over on tankathon.com for the Kings to get out of the 8th or ninth position. On try number 10, for the record, this is hilarious. Uh, The Kings ended up with the number two pick behind the Rangers. 
Which, A, first off, that's hilarious. Uh, the, the Rangers have a 1% chance of getting the top overall number one pick. So I, really, really the likelihood of that is low. But I think that it's, uh, considering what happened in last year's draft, seeing the Rangers and the Kings again on this uh, simulation is pretty funny. But realistically, the Kings are going to be picking in that 8, 9, 10 sort of area. So they're still going to get a very good player. There is no doubt about that. But the chances of them getting an Owen Power or one of the other kind of top three or four guys in this draft are low. And you know what? That's that's okay. That's fine. Let's let's not get too mad about it. Unless, unless Anaheim gets like number one or number two, then we can get mad about it because we don't want nice things for the Ducks. Also the Sharks. I don't want them having nice things either, but like look, there, there's the chances of the Kings getting a really, really good draft pick are, are low. So we just got to go with what we've got here and cross our fingers for uh, the draft, the draft team to make smart choices once we actually get to draft time. So that is going to be tonight, tomorrow's show. Obviously we will be spending time looking at what happens. So whatever happens with the draft lottery, wherever we pick, uh, we will chat a little bit about that. And then of course you can look forward to some conversations as the summer goes on all about the draft players we could be looking into and uh, what is next for the Kings. So that is that other thing I wanted to touch base with you all on is men's worlds because we are on to the quarterfinals and there have been some surprises as to what has happened. We're going to look at the quarterfinals and uh, general world's news coming up next on Locked on Los Angeles Kings. We've got more coming up, but before we get there, I want to talk to you all about Locker Room. If you haven't heard already, Locker Room is basically the coolest, neatest, newest social audio platform made just for sports fans like you. The app is free to download from iOS App Store, and once you're in, you can talk with people like me, other Locked On hosts, fans, athletes, insiders, bloggers, writers, podcasters, whoever it is, you name it, you can find them on Locker Room talking about sports, all in real time. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league or about your favorite team. Uh, just the other night, there was a Locker Room, which was a live watch of the Maple Leafs Montreal Canadiens Game 7. Uh, you can find post-game reactions. You can find uh, people talking about just about whatever you want. I know for a fact that some of our hosts are going to be doing uh, draft lottery locker rooms uh, after the NHL draft lottery. So whatever it is you're looking for, reactions to big news, anything like that, you can find it on Locker Room. There are, of course, locked on hosts, not just from the NHL, but from across the NBA, MLB, and more, all doing some rooms on Locker Room. So go download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NHL group for the latest league updates. I know you're going to find a ton of incredible rooms all about your favorite teams and leagues, and hopefully you uh, you hear me on there joining in on some different Locker Rooms in the NHL world. You can download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, it is changing the way we talk sports. Also, let's talk Built Bar, because one of my favorite things about Built Bar is not just the fact that it's delicious, is not just the fact that it's healthy for you, is not just the fact that it tastes like you're eating a candy bar, it's that like you never know when a new fancy flavor is going to come out. Uh, they have nine core flavors, the Built Bar Protein Bar, including flavors 
like coconut, cherry, salted caramel, and more. And if you go to uh, the website BuiltBar.com right now, you're going to find a new special flavor, and that flavor is toffee almond. And uh, I've got some, uh, some hints that coming up down the road, we're going to have some more fancy flavors being introduced into the Built Bar world. And if you can't decide what flavor is your favorite, well, they have mixed boxes so you can make your own flavor combinations and try all of the ones that you want to try. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the quarterfinals, there has been at least one very surprising team eliminated from contention, and that is Sweden. Sweden is out. That means no more Adrian Kempe, which is a bummer, but I don't know, he gets to go back to taking like thirst trap photos for Instagram or whatever. The breakdown of the quarterfinal matchups, we've got Russia and Canada, Finland and the Czech Republic, United States and Slovakia, and Switzerland and Germany. So pretty interesting pairings here, pretty interesting matchups, teams that have made it through to the quarterfinals. Interesting note on Russia, by the way. Russia is competing this year under the uh, neutral-ish jersey of the Russian Olympic Committee. This is due to uh, the ongoing doping scandal in Russian sports, part of a arbitration ruling in the case of the doping uh, authority versus Russia uh, has said that between December 2020 and December 2022, participation of teams from Russia that include Russian athletes, etc., can participate in uh, in events like the World Championships and the Olympics and everything, but they aren't allowed to play as Russia. Uh, they cannot have a uniform that contains the flag or crest of the Russian Federation. The Russian national anthem is not played or sung at any official event venue, and the flag of the Russian Federation may not be displayed at the venue. So they've got just a, a plain old jersey with a little little flame and some rings on it and has nothing to do with Russia. I mean, this is the same thing happened in the Olympics where they, you know, were team federation of states or whatever it was. Everyone knows it's Russia. Like, it, it's sort of pointless. This this is such a like meaningless sanction. Like maybe there's money or something that they can't access because of this, but it's just silly. It's it's silly. Making athletes play under a non-country name. That's not going to stop doping. Like a country isn't going to be like, "Ha ha ha, let me follow all of the rules or else my country is going to have to play in the Olympics under this like neutral jersey." No, it's pointless. Whatever. Uh, but if you happen to be looking at uh, the IAHF's website and you find yourself confused because you see a team called ROC, uh, that is Russia. No, no worries, that is Russia. Of all of the Kings in the tournament, Trevor Moore leads them in scoring. He's got six points in seven games, four goals, two assists, plus five rating. So, you know, that's really great for him. Uh, in goal, Cal Peterson has been really good for the United States. He seems to have uh, taken essentially the starter's job for the United States over Jake Ottinger. Uh, Anthony Stolarz, uh, of course, from the Ducks and the Gulls, is there but is injured, uh, and so I, d I don't believe has gotten into any, any sort of game action. Peterson is actually right now the top goaltender in the tournament. Uh, he's faced a bunch of shots, so familiar territory for him. Uh, he has a 1.01 goals against average. He has two shutouts. 
6% save percentage, which is just absolutely off the wall. Good for Cal Peterson, who is really, really uh, showing what he's got behind a very oddly uh, composed Team USA. When it comes to looking at the performance of individual players on the Kings, I will take a quick look at that. Jared Anderson Dolan in seven games, he had two assists. Gabe Velarde picked up his first assist in Canada's last game. Uh, a nice, pretty assist from him. Sean Walker, no points through seven games for Canada. For Finland, Olimata had two assists in seven games. Kim Nusianin played in five games and had one goal, which was a pretty Cool goal, if you do ask me. For Team USA, as I mentioned, Trevor Moore having a fantastic tournament. I can't wait to see what he does through the rest of the tournament as well. Again, he's got six points in seven games. Matt Roy, one assist through seven games. Christian Willannon, one assist in seven games. And of course, our good friend Cal Peterson stopped 95 of 99 shots. So that's pretty darn good. Uh, Jake Ottinger, who is the other goaltender for uh, the United States also really great stats. Stopped 57 of 61 shots, so he has been seeing some, some shots as well too. But it really looks like uh, Cal Peterson is uh, by and far winning the um, goaltending race for the United States and Sweden, of course, which has been eliminated. We had good friend Adrian Kempe who had five points in seven games, one goal and four assists. So a really good performance from him. Uh, he was one of a handful of players with five points on Team Sweden, so was a leader for that team, but uh, his team just could not eventually in the end get it done. So Sweden has gone home a little bit uh, empty-handed this year. The quarterfinals are all going to be played on June 3rd. Again, Switzerland versus Germany, United States versus Slovakia, fake Russia versus Canada, and then Finland versus the Czech Republic. The semifinals are played on Saturday. The medal games are played on Sunday. So by Monday's show, we will know exactly which kings are taking home medals. I think we've got a pretty good chance of that uh, of that happening. But congrats to uh, all, all of the kings who are moving on. And sorry, I guess, to Adrian Kempe. We're going to close out the show today next with a look at the final categories in the first annual Locked On Los Angeles Kings fan award vote poll thing that I called it, uh, because you guys had some fun thoughts that I want to share. That is coming up next on Locked On Kings. First, let's talk all about betonline.ag, because betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The playoffs are just like the perfect time for this, because there's always something happening. There's always big news, big drama, and of course, big payouts. Baseball season is in full swing. We've, of course, got the hockey playoffs, the NBA playoffs, anything you can think of, Bet Online is involved in. So you can get all of the latest news, odds, information for all of your sporting needs. So head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all of the great things you can find there. Learn about sign up bonuses, contest information, and more. So this is your chance to get into the game as teams make their runs through the playoffs. So make sure you head over to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That's betonline.ag, promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And once you, you know, happen to get a little return on your investment, hopefully from betonline.ag, maybe you want to invest it. But investing is hard. It's very complicated. It doesn't really matter how long you've been studying it. You can go down a rabbit hole of investing, learning things, and still feel very overwhelmed. 
Wealthfront makes it easy. So whether you are a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront is there for you and they have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio specifically for you in minutes. There's no manual trades. There's no picking of stocks. You don't have to sit in front of your computer or be attached to your phone all day waiting to know if you should buy or sell or whatever. Everything is handled automatically based off of preferences that you control. All you need is $500 to get started so you can grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do all the work for you. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. Again, to get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. I thought we'd close today's show by finishing out our first annual Locked on Kings Awards. Uh, yesterday on the show, if you missed it, you can go back and listen for the serious awards like Best Newcomer and MVP and Player We Think is Going to Go to Seattle, all those sorts of categories. But I also asked a few more like open-ended funsy questions and figured we could spend a little bit of time going over those today instead. So we're going to start out with a question that was inspired by Jared Ellis, host of Locked on Hurricanes, who asked for an award called the Justin Williams Honorary Team Dad Award. Because if you remember Justin Williams, which I sure as heck hope you do, uh, you'll remember that he was basically kind of the dad of the team. That was sort of his role uh, when he joined the Kings, is that he was that grizzled veterany kind of guy who could help motivate and push and lead and all that stuff. And he was basically a team dad. And, you know, not to put too much of a, like, this is what's wrong with the Kings, uh, because they do, of course, have great veteran leadership from guys like Kopitar and Dustin Brown and everything. But, like, do we have a team dad anymore? Do we have the guy who's like just going to kind of take over in that aspect? And the answer really kind of seems to be no. The answers from you guys on this one were split basically between Andre Kopitar, which is, you know, probably as close as we get to a team dad, uh, and Jeff Carter, who is no longer with the team. Carter, I think, would have actually been a good one had he not been traded uh, because he definitely... Uh, We would hear all the time about how much uh, the younger players looked up to him and liked learning from him and how he would kind of take them all under his wing and everything. But again, not really the same vibe as the Justin Williams. So maybe this is uh, something that the the team addresses in the offseason. Maybe that's that's what we can do. But Justin Williams' Team Dad Award uh, goes to, I guess, Andre Kopitar and Jeff Carter this year. I asked for best goal celebration, best celly, in, in the, the survey and got a couple of cool answers. And one of my favorite ones is Dustin Brown uh, because he was named a few times, especially, you know, he does lots of great things like falls over. Everyone loves a good falling over goal celebration, uh, if you ask me. But I think the one that wins uh, for me particularly in, uh, in all of the ones that were selected here is Curtis McDermott. He uh, scored his first goal of the season in a game against the Minnesota Wild, got the Kings on the board. It's a a goal that is very unlike Curtis McDermott because he basically jumped up and joined the play uh, and first off just looked shocked to have scored. And you had to love uh, the the reactions of all of his teammates just swarming him, like big smiles, everyone super happy uh, to see Curtis McDermott score. And like I said, I have had 
my differences with Curtis McDermott on this lineup. I have had my questions as to what exactly it is that he does here. But moments like that, seeing the big guy get a goal, seeing all of his teammates get super excited to celebrate with him was pretty, pretty memorable. And those are the kind of moments that, you know, make you really like a guy. Uh, he, he, of course, goes back to the bench afterwards laughing and smiling. And it was just a very endearing moment uh, from a player who I certainly have had my uh, complaints about. Uh, always really excited to see CMB real happy. So Dustin Brown has some great celebrations, just always seems to be having a blast, looking really excited to score, doesn't get old. But really, I think the winner has to be the Curtis McDermott oops while I scored goal celebration. I did ask you guys to tell me uh, how much you miss Jeff Carter. This was a little bit of a self-serving question because I needed someone to experience my feelings with me. Uh, but you guys had some great answers for this one. My favorite answer for the how did you how much do you miss Jeff Carter question is I subscribed to Locked On Pens. That's how much. So congratulations to Hunter Hody's host of Locked On Penguins. I have given you at least one more listener, uh, and now uh, now we just have to hope that uh, next season maybe goes a little better for them, and we get a little more uh, Jeff Carter time next season with the Penguins. Um, I think the general consensus feeling was we're all sad. Every, uh, everyone's comments were basically about uh, how much it kind of sucked to have to be sad and be dramatic and have everyone around you uh, watching you be sad. I will, I will peel back the curtain a little bit and say that uh, the Locked On Hosts group chat basically just constantly bullies me whenever Jeff Carter does a thing. I am constantly having that uh, tweet from the Kings thrown back at me, the who would ever trade Jeff Carter tweet <laughs> that they'd made years ago. It's one of those things where your, your friends know your weak points and they decide to use them against you. So uh, lots of people not letting me forget that the Kings not only traded away Jeff Carter, but uh, he immediately started performing very well once he went to his new team. One of the responses, though, does kind of hit the nail on the head in regards to the Jeff Carter situation, which is too bad we didn't have the secondary scoring to help him, which is incredibly true. I think one of the reasons, I think there's two reasons, really, that Jeff Carter was so successful in Pittsburgh uh, during his short stint there. And again, we'll see what happens next season. He may regress back to what we're used to seeing with him. Uh, but I think the one big reason we have seen him be so successful is everyone has been pretty open about the fact that Pittsburgh's system is basically just go out there and play. Uh, there is a system obviously in place, but for a veteran player like Jeff Carter coming into a team in the middle of the season, uh, having to get to know new line mates and new players in, in a playoff push, uh, the instruction to him from Mike Sullivan and the coaching staff was, listen, you are a pro. You have been here for a long time. Just go play your game and we'll figure the rest out. And I think that freeing him up to do that rather than trying to adhere to the system that the Kings are rightfully trying to put in uh, because they want very much everyone to be on the same page. And you need that with younger, unexperienced players. You need a, a, a system that everyone can follow and everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. But for a guy like Jeff Carter, who's been around for ages, like that maybe doesn't work so well for him. So totally understandable there that he played better because he didn't have to worry so much about hitting all the right spots or doing, you know, exactly what this system tells him he's supposed to do. Um, and then the other thing is that the, the Penguins' secondary scoring is just better than the Kings. Like, there's no question about that. Jeff Carter 
even though he was generally like second, third line minutes, had guys around him who could score and who could help generate offense and who could get him the puck and, and whatever. Of course he did better in Pittsburgh because the situation was different and it's just, you know, we, we saw the same thing when Tanner Pearson left. We saw the same thing when Tyler Toffoli left. Uh, you are put in a different situation. Obviously your new team wants you to succeed because they just gave up a whole ton to get you on their roster. So of course they're going to look a little better once they go to uh, to a new team. One of the other comments, which uh, I believe I know who made this comment and uh, may talk about this one later on in the off season, because I think it's a pretty intriguing idea uh, that the argument that uh, number 77 should be retired. It belongs in the rafters once his career is done. And I think that there is a case for that. There's a case for a lot of those Stanley Cup winning Kings to have their numbers raised. Uh, and I, I think that might be a thing we look at later in the off season because uh, there is a pretty good case for it, if you ask me. And the final question in the first annual Locked on Los Angeles Kings end of season awards is the most memorable game. And there are a couple of really great answers here. Uh, the first the first one that most of you responded with was Kopitar's game where he scored a thousand points. Uh, that was just a really great moment. Really great to see him recognized for that achievement. Of course, we all loved the fact that Dustin Brown uh, was there for it, was, was a part of that game. And then, of course, immediately afterwards, we learned that he was playing through an injury and probably shouldn't have been playing in the first place. But uh, you know, reading between the lines, really wanted to be there for Kopitar's achievement. Uh, but that was just a really great emotional game. I was a little more emotional than I thought I would be uh, whenever whenever he hit that milestone. And so definitely in a season that is very kind of otherwise unmemorable, having that moment for Kopitar was just really great. Um, a couple of other answers that I think uh, resonated for me, uh, there were a couple of answers regarding uh, games that it was their first game back uh, after the pandemic, uh, games, uh, answers about enjoying games that they got to spend with friends or people they care about or whatever uh, after so long of not being able to go to hockey games. Uh, and then there were two answers that I think kind of go hand in hand. Uh, one answer was, for bad reasons, the most memorable game was the game where they blew the lead to the Wild and lost in overtime. And someone else answered uh, the game where we lost to Minnesota when we should have won, which was basically the season summarized uh, just in that, that game. Really, those, those first two games against the Minnesota Wild, uh, I think, did sort of set the tone for the rest of the season of you tried but you didn't quite get there. And of course, while it wasn't the answer that got the most uh, the most nods, I think it's the one that may be truest and the most memorable game, aside from Kopi's thousandth point, is the last one of the season because that means the season ended. And I can't argue with that. The season is over. We're done. Now we got to get ready for next year. So uh, those are the highlights of your first annual Locked on Los Angeles Kings end of season awards poll. I am looking forward to doing this again next season. And hopefully the end of next season comes way later than it did this year. So thank you all for voting. Thank you all for sharing your thoughts with me. Some of you might be hearing from me in the near future to uh, jump on an episode of Locked on Kings to chat about your thoughts and feelings on this season. So, you know, keep your eyes out on your uh, Twitters or whatever. That is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. On tomorrow's show, we're talking with Jay Forster of Locked on Blue Jackets all about Seth Jones and whether the Kings should acquire him, what it would take to give him up. 
just what the whole deal is over there. So we'll be learning a little more about Seth Jones uh, this week on Locked on Kings. And I've had to keep putting it off because enough other stuff has been happening. We'll also be doing our player reviews. Finally, I have all sorts of footage lined up, all sorts of uh, audio footage, I guess, uh, lined up to, to talk about how all our guys did, but stuff just keeps happening and uh, haven't gotten to it yet. But keep your, keep your attention here on Locked on Kings because we've got that coming up. And of course, we've got the draft lottery tonight. So on tomorrow's show, we're going to take a look as well at uh, where the Kings land in that draft lottery. So that is going to be the subject of tomorrow's show as well. That is it for today. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at WrightSaidSarah. The show is on Twitter at LockedOnLAKings. Give us a follow. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever. Come back tomorrow for more Kings news. Tell your friends all about it. And, uh, you know, have a good night. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.